Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. And <laughs> what can I say? You, you've clicked on the, the link, so you know what we're about to do. Uh, I have, and particularly if you're watching the video on YouTube, thank you for watching. Uh, I have with me two cats who are no strangers to this show, two of my best friends, uh, D Love Hall and my boy Zell, Easy Desert VA. Fellas, what's up? What's going what on, up? Why, why are you laughing? I couldn't, I couldn't get through my intro, Zell. You over there laughing. Hey, look, dog. Your voice shifted so crazy in the mic. I was like, yo, who is this cat? Like, his voice was so like radio ready. I wasn't I wasn't prepared, man. I just talked to you. know how Mike said my Jackson voice is really deep. That's how that was for me just now. Dog. You threw me off. We gotta go through okay. this every time we record. Man. <laughs> every time we record. The only difference is you you just saw you saw the magic. That's all. You, you saw like saw Chuck Woolery, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. This is not how this podcast is supposed to start. Anyway, I got my boy. <laughs> I got my boys D Love Hall and my boy Zell in the building. And what we're going to talk about is uh the as you see, the title is it's just words. Um, I just happened to be listening to a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about something. I can't even remember what they were talking about, but the host said, Well, why are you worried about it? It's just words. And it got me to thinking like a lot of times, you know, we, particularly as black men, are have words put upon us and, you know, those words don't necessarily define us or we have a different perspective on the words. So what I wanted to do is get two cats who I know who could come on here and and just off the top because they don't know what the words are. That's the cool part about this podcast. I didn't tell them about what the topic was going to be until two minutes before I press record. And they don't know what words I'm going to throw at them. But we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it light. We'll keep it serious as well. Um, and and because these are my friends and I know them very well, I'm not sure what they're going to say. <laughs> so each time on this podcast, they always say something. Um, but let's start here. Uh, D, I'll start with you, Derek. Um, angry. When you hear the word angry, either personally or just professionally, whatever, when you hear the word angry, what do you think? Um, the word angry for me, actually, we're gonna be serious for a moment, and I get to the jokes later. Um, angry to me is mislabeled. Okay, you know, a lot of times black men are mislabeled. Black people in general are mislabeled as angry. But just being emotional about something that actually calls for our raw emotion and we're not allowed to actually express how we really feel without being labeled as angry when in some cases the anger is justified but you don't want to hear what we got to say you just automatically label us as angry and then when you once you do that it kind of dilutes the message we're trying to get across so when i hear the word angry i just think about mislabels all in a whole no doubt no doubt what about you zell angry yeah, I'm gonna have to pick it back on on Derek. I think uh, it is definitely a, a natural emotion and a reaction a lot of times to things that are in conflict. Um, 
And I think a lot of times, you know, I agree that, that, you know, we get mislabeled for having this natural reaction. I think it even sometimes we as a people, as a culture, we, we, we are not really um, receptive to the space that anger needs you know anger needs right. its space to be able to be angry like you that's an emotion that you need to have now you can't stay angry and, <laughs> and that's, that's when it becomes a little toxic but um um i think you know we have looked at that word uh we react to it so negatively that people almost internalize their anger um to their detriment right. you know a lot right. of times mm -hmm. and then um when it finally comes out it comes out probably 10 times way worse than it probably should have been if you would have allowed the space the time the understanding and the grace to express your anger so i don't know if i'm answering the question or not no you i got lost a little bit. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i, I agree I, I think um i think it, it you're right it, it could be mislabeled um I think it's a natural emotion. Uh, <clears throat> I can't really say that I get angry a lot or even a little, to be honest. Um, but I think it's a natural emotion to have. And I think we should have moments where we do get angry. I think my I think I'm probably more frustrated than I get angry. Um, I, I can't even really tell you that, like the last time I was like angry, but I can tell you last time I was frustrated. So, like, I guess for me, like, frustration is just a step beneath angry. But, you know, a lot of times, like you said, Zell and, and Derek, you know, people get labeled as being angry, you know, particularly black women, black men, you know. And I don't think that that's fair. But then again, the world isn't fair. So, you know, when you display that emotion, just let people be in that emotion. Because, like you said, you can't be angry all the time. And more often than not, when you're angry, it's only going to last but for so long. So, you know, it's really about, you know, containing and not being defined by that particular emotion because we, we all are equipped with different emotions. So, you know, never let that define you or let anyone tell you who you're supposed to be as far as if they view you as being angry. Um, <laughs> next word. And I'm interested to hear uh, your take on this because this is a word that we've discussed before. Um, Derek, I'll start with you because I I, I I think I know what Zell going to say, but <laughs> ain't no telling what he might say. Um, happy. Happy. Oh, hell. <laughs> Lord, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Get yeah, focused, get focused. This is about to be funny. <laughs> hey, Kyle, you need to hit the record twice. This is going to be one of the moments. I'm, I'm almost tempted to pass. No, you got to answer. I mean, I'm going to answer. I'm just saying that I, I, I'm really interested to hear what, what, what Zeke got to say about that one. But um, the word happy. Um, Wow. Sometimes, listen, I, I, I am who I am. Sometimes the word happy can actually be like, you know, a false equivalent. People don't really know what happiness is in some cases. You know, they think they know what <clears throat> they let other people define, you know, what, what happiness means to them. But it don't necessarily mean, you know, the same thing to everybody. Um, you know, some people were happy with the Super Bowl halftime show. Some people weren't. You know, it's just it's, it's false equivalent, man. Just I'm, I'm going to keep it simple. Um 
happiness is what you define your happiness to be one of the things that i've hated over the past i say three to five years is looking at social media define what happiness should be to you it's the worst thing that is happening i know people love social media and they love getting on there telling their stories and doing it memes or whatever but to watch certain people look at what social media defines as happiness and it makes you miserable because you're not living that way but some people are really false in their social media life it's 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 really a disaster i mean these kids don't know how to take the world nowadays a lot of adults don't know how to take the world nowadays because they think happiness is what social media says what it is and you know that social construct of social media defining happiness is terrible so when i hear the word happy you know false equivalent is you have to make your own path your own way of what you define happiness to be or the word happy quit letting other people define that because if you do you are going to wake up miserable every day of your life period mm. facts 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 zell <laughs> what do you think about the, the word happy <clears throat> man it is the most abused term in the last 10 years the word happy as simple as a word as that is, we have totally just blown this word, misused it, abused it. It should be a cuss word now. <laughs> it should go down with nigga and fuck and shit and all that. It should be happy. It should be at the end of that. Because we we have manipulated that term. Um, and, and like Derek said, I, don't, I think most people, if you ask them, you know, what makes them happy, they're probably going to speak to external things outside of their control that define that and which is the most asinine thing you can possibly do um and you know i've been in conversations in the recent years where you know i've been told consistently by lots of people you know i have to be happy and i get so frustrated with it because my next follow-up question is what the fuck makes you happy Right, and right. most of the time, when you when you ask somebody that question, they name the stupidest shit in the world. I be like, yo, are you that surface and that limited, where you can't even articulate the depth of your happiness to another person? It cannot just be vacations. It cannot just be happy hours. It cannot be I got flowers. You know, I always say people that that a lot of athletes sometimes probably understand the journey of happiness because most athletes have experienced so much loss you know you lose all the damn time you rarely your percentages of winning are way worse than your percentages you know what i mean i mean i'm losing is way worse than your percentages of winning but as an athlete you understand the journey your joy mm -hmm. is in the journey it's the ups the downs the overcoming to not be able to do something and then working hard and being able to do something because you all put right. the work in there's a sense right. of joy and happiness that comes with the effort it ain't happy hour my nigga it ain't yo i went to the bahamas because my homegirl went to the bahamas and they look happy on their trip right with their husband who got 12 side bitches but you gonna sit up here and tell me you happy because you with them you know what i mean i'm sorry i'm sorry too much go Kyle. in man go in go in <laughs> it <can't stop. laughs> we ain't got save on i can't even get you know save on we can't go get no edits but you know no ain't no edits come on man you know how they not getting edited out of this podcast hey look it's just the trauma of the word because 
can't even have a conversation you know like i've had conversations with recently with you know uh women of interest who have you know they almost I like lose. how you i like how you phrase that women of interest <laughs> go, go ahead <laughs> Where I've been in conversations where I've been told, like, oh, this, this makes me happy. And listen, I'm not, I'm not saying that you can't get some joy out of like going to the beach or the Bahamas or wherever it is that you get. I'm not saying that's not a credible thing, a credible source that adds to your happiness. I'm not saying that. But when it defines your happiness, yo, you gonna be in search forever like sometimes yeah. th there's happiness in the grind and a lot of mm -hmm. people don't want to associate negativity with happiness so they think it's all supposed to be great man like right. a lot of the things that have the most value to me in life came from failing at it right. first that that and then i know it sounds like hella demented and dark but you know if it's too easy to me, it don't really have no value to it. It's it nice. not really creating, you know, that. That's why I always equate, like, athletes. They, they understand the journey. You know, they understand, like, you know, Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls. But look how many Super Bowls he didn't get to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, he probably mad about, he well, he played, what, 17, 18 years or whatever it was? Mm -hmm. He probably mad about the 12 years he didn't make it. Right. Versus felt, the felt like he should have made it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm I'm probably a little more dark when it comes to the word happiness because I don't associate it with frivolous surface things. I, I do look at the journey, the overcoming, the source of happiness, the value that things bring to you outside of you know being able to snap your finger. You know, we can swipe our credit cards and go to the Bahamas tomorrow. I mean, mm -hmm. after you get back, you're gonna still have the same debt, the same problems, the same things you got to work through to get through to get over to find that. Thing, you know and sometimes i measure my happiness like man did i give it my best today like did i did i go and chop the wood today like i was supposed to and um and sometimes having a sense of to me like i'm happy when i have a, a sense of accomplishment like okay i woke up this morning i worked out i went to the you know what i'm saying i did this i got this done at work i finished this little task and i go to bed feeling good about my oh i, I did my thing <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But guess what? I got to right. get up and do that shit tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Right. <laughs> right. It's not like, you know, superficial. So I'm going to stop there before we run out the whole clock. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, you good. You good. Great answer. Um, both of you. I, I, I agree a thousand percent. I think um, happy is, is it's uh, you have to be very careful with that word. I like the fact that you said it almost should be a cuss word because it's, a lot of times that's the default word. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm happy. I'm happy. Okay, well, that's cool. And we can all find happiness in everything. But I think I've gotten older. I've tried to find more happiness in smaller things than the bigger things. Because it's the smaller things that get me to the level where I'm trying to go. Um, I don't think, you know, any level of happiness should be defined by material things. Because what happens is, and I learned this actually honestly talking to my uncle years and many many years ago he was telling me i think this was like when he was still in the league playing in the nfl he said something about a teammate who had just signed a contract but he was miserable he didn't say tell me who it was but he was like the dude was miserable so he's got all this money but he has he 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 thought once he got the contract 
everything was going to be, you know, cool. He like, he's got more money than he'll ever have and he'll be fine or whatever like that. But it doesn't, the money can't define you and it can't, it can bring you to material things. But the thing about the material stuff, that stuff only lasts for a short period of time. And so, you know, I remember sitting in the dorm at South Carolina state, you know, thinking, okay, yeah, man, I can't wait till I get out of college. I'll get me a job and get me a house and get me cars and all stuff like that. And all of that stuff is cool. But like you said, Zell, the journey to getting there made it, made the happiness come in. It it wasn't when you got it. It wasn't, you know, like I remember the day that I closed on the house. It wasn't like, you know, I wasn't, I mean, of course, Instagram wasn't around in 2001, but it, it, it wouldn't have been an Instagrammable moment for me. The moment would have been, you know, those days where you sitting around trying to put two nickels together and you don't know where it's coming from. And so I found that, you know, the, the struggle really has created the happiness and, and it's, it's small things for me. Like it's outside of, you know, my family, it's about small things. Like I could, I could be happy finding a song that I've never I'm like, oh, that's the shit. Where, where was I? Where was it? Or, or finding an artist that you know nobody knew about, or I knew, or I didn't know about that somebody put me on to. I can find happiness and stuff like that. Little small things. Um, you know, the bigger things don't. I guess, and I don't know if it's it's, it's me getting older. Um, it doesn't matter as much, you know. And I think, uh, you know, you pour that into yourself and into other people. So I want to piggyback and follow up on happy when we talk about happy (laughs) the elephant in the room can you make somebody happy i I don't think that you can you can contribute to their happiness (laughs) so you got your hand (laughs) you got your hand raised (laughs) go ahead go ahead hell no you can't make nobody happy (laughs) no you can't make nobody happy but kyle i did want to add to the, your conversation about your personal happiness. So let me uh-huh. tell you what what I like seeing. With, what, this is the one thing that Kyle, out of all the stuff that Kyle posts on social media. Oh, Lord. The one thing that I enjoy that you post, it is so simple because it represents so much to a man, or at least me. Um, when you post your grill <laughs> with the temperature on that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you, hey, listen out of everything you do, dog, <laughs> and, 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 it speaks to me, man. I'm like, yo, the grill cool. post, huh? The grill <laughs> post. Be like seventy-eight degrees, Atlanta, Georgia, and you be having the grill in the background. I'd be like, yo, you probably got like a hiney. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he got the umbrella over in the back. You probably got, you know what I mean? <sighs> Probably the snack on a couple of cheeseburgers while you, you know what I mean? Like that right there is like the epitome of like a a, a, a man relaxing in his element. Yeah. And, um, and that's what it is, like, really. It, it really damn, is. I want to take a picture of a grill and go chill. Kyle, <laughs> chill right now. Yeah. <laughs> ain't nobody bothering him. You ain't no, ain't no podcast. Ain't no mm-hmm. topics. It's just straight up mm-hmm. a grill, 78 degrees, Atlanta, Georgia. Ain't no picture, just a grill, bro. <laughs> and no food on the grill. I'm not taking of the food either. It's just the grill. Nope. nope. Hey, we got it. We got it. We got to imagine what's going on the grill. Like, <laughs> the steak. 
He got some mahi mahi going on. Yeah. What you doing down there? And you know what's funny? People always ask, "Hey man, so what you cooking?" I was like, "Well," and then I tell them what I'm cooking, but I, I never post a picture of the food. Just never. Uh, that is so funny, man. The fact that you got to do that, be like, "Yeah, dog." I could like go on the deck with the grill. You got charcoal. You ain't got no gas, junk. You know, yeah. that is charcoal, man. Yeah, but oh, no, you can't make nobody funny. happy, man. You can't make nobody. No, nah. Try. You can. You can do just because flowers. You can do edible arrangements. You can do trips every year, and that's gonna add to the happiness. And yeah, look what he did, but it's not gonna make the person happy. They can get all that and still look at you and be like, "I'm not happy." You know, they still can hit you with that, and then you look at them like, "Yo, really, my nigga?" Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what we doing. We still gonna hold happiness over my head. Like at some right, point, right, you gotta right. go and make yourself happy. So, um, so it's the Will and Jada epiphany. They took it a little bit far, but um, right. you know they did make you make themselves happy. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, but you, but but you're right though. I mean, like I I got a I I know somebody. I, I can't call him a friend. I I have an associate who you know married and. You know, he was trying to, he said, man, I'm just trying to make my wife happy. And as it turned out, she wasn't happy, period. So I'm like, bruh, there's no way that you can make her happy. If she's not happy with herself, if she's not happy with what she sees in the mirror, if she's not happy with what she has within, I was like, bro, you, you like that hamster on the wheel. You're just running. Yep. You'll be running forever. And, um, but that, that's a great point, man. It, it comes from within. Um, <laughs> I gotta, re- I gotta remember that now when I, uh, when I post my, <laughs> my grill videos, <laughs> when I post my grill videos, um, let me see another word. Uh, Zell, I'll start with you. Loyalty. Loyalty. Hmm. Man. Another word that probably needs to be uh, reevaluated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go as hard on loyalty as I will. I mean, loyalty is in the eyes of the beholder. Like at, at some point, um, you know, this is going to sound kind of crazy. I guess the older I get, the more the more flexibility I give people in that regard. You know, and maybe. Um, I think I adopted a principle a long time ago where I had to begin to like not put so much on people around you, you know, brothers, sisters, even parents, um, friends, cousins, whatever. Like sometimes you put loyalty on a dynamic where, you know, may not be fed as a person that may not interpret loyalty the same way. And then you walk around with some low-key disappointment when in actuality, you know what I'm saying, that 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 skill set or that ability may not be there in that person to be what they need to be or what you think they need to be. Right. Um, so I've granted a lot of grace in that area to not leverage that expectation over the people that mean a lot to me. So, like, you know, granting people grace, like, for example, um, I'm trying to come up with an example without not saying nothing too crazy. Uh, <laughs> so, like, you go through things, you go through things. And I, I went through a couple of dark periods, you know, maybe, you know, two most recent was my father passing and mm-hmm. um, um, and my divorce. So I go through both of those and 
I don't know what to expect from my support system in those moments. I mean, what do you expect people to do? Right. Really? Like, you know, I find myself being in my head a lot about the isolation that those feelings bring during those moments and not knowing how to use your support system to feel better about it. And then you're like, well, damn, I mean, Shouldn't my brothers and sisters be calling me every day and checking on me? <laughs> no, I mean that's that was. I just didn't know how to deal with. So what? What I like to do is look at you know everybody don't serve every purpose, and right. every friend don't serve every purpose. Every brother can't be what you need them to be. Every sister can't. So you got to let people be who they are in that space in that time, whatever they bring. You just got to be grateful for it. So I don't like to define loyalty in such a rigid way because you know depending on the person you know it could it could let you down now, i'm not saying that i don't expect loyalty from anyone you know like there's some mm-hmm. there's some egregious acts of disloyal shit that you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that, that you know you know consequences and repercussions need to be leveraged yeah. you know levy. like i'm not gonna absolve anybody of disrespect but i do have to give a little latitude on what they deem to be loyal like for example i think i told you guys about this when i went through my divorce you know what i'm saying like sometimes it's good to hear one of your homeboys say yo dog what's up man we're gonna go get the strap man we're gonna yeah you know i mean we're gonna <laughs> right and then you're gonna have to have some friends that say hey yo dog for real hey man you just got to go and do you you know what i'm saying isolate yourself man get yourself together no rah-rah so you're looking at the mm-hmm. no rah rock cat like, I don't really need you right now. I don't <laughs> go somewhere else with that positivity. Let me talk to rah rah until I could get back to logical, right? So, right. so even, even in those moments, you know, you learn that everybody will support you in different ways, depending on their capacity. I had people tell me in some conflict in my time, when I'm going through some of the roughest time of my life, hey, man, I ain't got nothing to do with that, man. I'm just stay out of it. Like, Stay out of it, nigga. What? What? <laughs> How you gonna stay, you gonna out, stay of out of it? what? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't riding. <laughs> yeah, it's what gotta be all in, ten toes down. We, hey, listen, we stay out of stuff now. I remember ten years ago, we was like, hey, you know, but, right, but, right. So yeah, man. So yeah, loyalty is one of those words that you gotta probably redefine as you mature. As in our twenties. Loyalty was, hey man, if they ice grill you, they ice grill me. We all ice grilling. So, so, so we all ice grilling. So if she ain't so speaking, if, we ain't speaking. Hey, look, and if you kiki with them, I'm looking at you sideways. <laughs> <laughs> like you see kiki with that cat. <laughs> nah, that's that's what they you can't do. You can't cross. You can't cross the two. That's not gonna yeah. happen. That's all I got, man. <laughs> what What about you, D? Loyalty. Oh man, I gotta follow that. Get over here preaching. I know, man. Loyalty. Um, I, I hear the word loyalty, man, and the one word that it's a lot of words that come to mind, but one of them is like respect. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta kind of respect somebody to be loyal to them. You know what I mean? And sometimes you gotta have tough conversations. We know all about that. Right. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have them tough conversations sometimes, and you know, in in our crew. You know, we, we, we've had situations mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, if we don't have that level of loyalty amongst ourselves, we don't work through those things. We work through those things. You know what I'm saying? People fall out. We've seen, we've seen people fall out all the time. 
right. we've seen people fall out all the time and to me it's a level of respect and loyalty that they didn't have to each other that didn't you know get them through that i'm not saying that for all people who fall out but you know loyalty when you talk about loyalty you really got to honor and respect the person that you're claiming to be loyal to because if you don't honor them and respect them you're not going to be honest and if you can't be honest with them you know you're going to mess around and the things you should say to that person you're going to say to somebody else right that's when that's when your loyalty falls or your disloyalty kicks in you 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 handling business with somebody outside the circle because you can't be honest with the person that you should be loyal to you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. loyalty can be defined in many ways but honor and respect just pop into my head over and over and over again you got to honor them and you got to respect them you got to listen y'all done call me out on my shit <laughs> i don't call y'all on y'all shit i gotta respect it mm -hmm. because of, because if i don't respect y'all like that i know that y'all coming from a good place right you know what i'm saying y'all coming from a great place and you know our friendship speaks to loyalty like a motherfucker you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. just we we've been through a lot together and we've all seen some dark times and faced some things and we've needed to be there you know what i'm saying and, and we we know who to talk to about certain situations we know who's gonna be the cool cat and we know who's gonna be the rah rah cat that's why when he talked about the rah rah i had to just put my head down like i might i might have said that i don't even remember what i said it's a it's a possibility you know what i'm saying but you know i was that's my man so you know it's, right. it's, you're not gonna and and you're right you kiki in somebody else's face nah bro be, nah 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 don't even come at me about that don't even come at me so you know my my level of loyalty speak i, I just it's different for me, man. I I I, I come from a different place. Y'all know, you know how I come from. Right, so right, right. That honor and respect means everything to me. So mm -hmm. you know, that's what. Yeah, it is. I'm 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 with both of you. I think uh, it's it's interesting, Nazelle. You said what you said because I'm actually the opposite. Um, I maybe I put too much into the loyalty piece because I feel like I'm extremely loyal. So for those who I'm extremely loyal for, I expect the same in return. And you're right. Maybe that's not fair to them because, you know, maybe at some point I'm going to need them and I need that loyalty to shine through and they don't. And it's going to affect how we interact, because if I'm giving you 100, I need 100 in return. I I, I can't get 99 from you. I need 100 because I'm giving you 100. Um, <clears throat> and that goes for friends and family. But I've learned as I've gotten older how much to put into each person, you know, um, and I think because uh, I was always taught like you, especially when, when people get close to you, you if you allow them to get close to you, be it family or friends, then you keep them there and you keep them there until they prove that they aren't to be to to piggyback on your word, detrusted. You know, so if you if 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 I can't depend on you and I and you can't be loyal to me, then I can't do the same to you. So that knocks you down. That knocks you down a whole bunch of notches with me because I feel like, like I said, I'm giving you a hundred. So I expect a hundred in return. Is it, am I being logical and thinking that the people that I'm giving a hundred to are going to give me a hundred in return? Probably not being logical, but honestly, that's the only way that I know. And that's only for a select few. So I've been fortunate enough to not necessarily have those select few burn the loyalty for me. Um, if it happens, then it's going to be a problem. Because right. again, I've given you a hundred. I've given you everything, so I'm definitely expecting the same in return as far as loyalty is concerned. And it's funny because, like, <clears throat> I was, um, I especially with with my sons as they're getting older, um, 
you know, Dion at the time of this recording is 22, Cameron's 19. And they have their friends, you know, their close friends. And their close friends, you know, a lot of times remind me of, of us, you know. And, um, you know, and I was telling them, like, look, man, you know, there's going to be some time. I said, y'all ain't really, you know, as friends, because they're in college, they haven't had those rough times, you know, the, the lifetimes where you're on your own and you need your boy to come through. I was like, but they'll come, you know, and, and it, it might test your friendship, you know. I was like, but, you know... I was just teaching them about, you know, just being loyal and being being able to be there and be in in place for those when they need you. Um, next word, <laughs> D. Uh, laughter. Talk to me about laughter. Oh wow! Um, <clears throat> damn, something we do all the time, and I can't even put words <laughs> to it. Um, I mean, I, I all right. When I, when I hear you say the word laughter, the, I, I think of a lot of people need to laugh more. You know, with this 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 pandemic going on and people being stuck in the house and can't do a lot of things they're used to doing, a lot of people getting real sad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, they, they sad about everything. Everything is just making them, ugh. They need to laugh more. You know, some things that used to be jokes, you can't joke about anymore. Everything is all, you know, we're going to cancel this person. We're going to stop doing this because... It just laugh. Sometimes we need to laugh. Everything ain't meant to be, you know, funny. But a lot of people really need a good laugh over some things that used to be funny, but now they're scared to laugh because society is gonna call them some kind of phobia. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> everything's a phobia now. You do anything, you a phobe, 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 phobe. And it's like, do y'all know the term phobia? Do y'all know what it really means, or y'all just piggybacking on what people are saying as a popular word? Like, there's no fear in what I'm doing here. This shit is just funny. You know what I mean? So a lot of people just need to loosen up. You know what I mean? Get the get the broomstick out of their ass and laugh. <laughs> what about you, Zell? Um, yeah, piggyback on D, man. I think you know, um, I've lightened up over the years, and um, you know, I'm probably my most funniest now <laughs> than I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, I I understand. <laughs> I understand the value in the moments now. I probably didn't understand that as much as, as a younger person because you think you're going to live forever and everything's going to mm-hmm. be perfect and everybody's going to always be around. You start losing some people and you start experiencing significant loss. It changes your perspective on the moments a little bit. So now in my right. moments, you know, I try to I try to maximize them. So, you know, I'm probably the clown, like, in 90% of my circles. Um, and I wouldn't say I was probably the clown. You said, you said probably. You said probably. Probably, probably man. Because I know. Uh, <laughs> hey, probably. <laughs> hey, look. Not in our circle. <laughs> hey, look. Whenever you go into any circle, like social circle and everybody say oh lord when you walk in like, <laughs> <laughs> oh lord it's you know what I'm saying? here you come <laughs> here you go you know what he's <laughs> hey what he mad about today right <laughs> <laughs> so oh, so yeah man. no no nah, my uh, it works both ways though man i will say my you know i've learned to laugh i've learned to embrace the moments and live in the moment a little more take a little bit of pressure off you know what you don't know you know what i mean like always trying to get ready for the next moment sometimes you just got to stay in the moment and enjoy it right. laugh and create mm-hmm. create those memories because you know at the end of the day 
I mean, that's all you got, man. I'm still laughing about a lot of our memories that we've had together. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I'm watching man, TV listen. and I might just stay back and I might just giggle like, this nigga's crazy. Like, <laughs> and nobody might not have a clue about nope. what I'm thinking about. So nope. um, the, other, the other side to laughter that is a part of me, too, because I am, I could be a little, um, I could be a little sadistic at times. So oh, a you know, if you see me, you see me laughing, that might not always be a joke coming. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I might yeah. be like, all right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with y'all, man. I'm with y'all. I, I try to laugh about something every day. Yeah. I try to find something to laugh at because, uh, and and it's cliche, man, but it, it's good for the soul, man. It's good for the soul. It, it's um, the one thing I, I, I can say is that I do find to laugh at, you know, and sometimes what I found, particularly in my social circle, particularly even in our circle, you can laugh at yourself because y'all make me laugh at me on some of the stuff that I've said or done. And maybe I didn't really realize that I did it the way that y'all say that Ooh. I did it. <laughs> oh, and we oh, won't really? get into this. Oh, we that what we doing? In... Is that what we doing? <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into specifics. Yeah, I know that's but, um... right. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, y'all make me laugh at me. So I think as long as you can find something to laugh at, I, I would tell anybody, man, find yourself a podcast, find yourself a clip. Find I don't care if you got to go on YouTube, TikTok, wherever. Um, there's this one clip, man. I just it, it's it's a it's an interview, and it's it's famous. It's an interview with James Brown on CNN. It's about a five minute clip, and James is drunk as hell, man. That on I, I don't care what if I could have the worst day. You put that James Brown CNN interview on, man, I am in tears because it's still funny. He's I mean, he is so drunk and I, I would encourage anybody that's listening to go go listen to it or watch it on YouTube. Um, but yeah, just find something to laugh at. Why you got your hand up, man? I just want to add because I don't want to lose this point. But uh, get you a good group chat too, man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yes, <laughs> yes, group chat. Yes. Good with me. Yes, and, uh, yes. I joke be kind of you know be wilding sometimes. We be we be getting it. And the second every the second day. thing that I, I used to talk about James Brown, but there is this there is this video of this little boy who heard his mama and daddy having sex in the room. I've seen see yo. Yes. Yo. That is crazy. <laughs> you know what makes it so funny? His facial expression. Man. <laughs> yo, that joint, bro. I could watch that joke 10 yeah. times in a row. <laughs> Forever. I, hey, I think somebody just reposted it like two days ago, and I found wow. myself just dying laughing. Like, yo. He was Man, like, I'd be at the door listening. Oh, my God. He, and, he is de- and he is dead serious, yo, too. Yo Y'all need to check ass. that out, too. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, next word. Z- we can go to D with this one. Um, 
love not d love hall but love l-o-v-e <laughs> straight from the <laughs> <laughs> y'all still remember that shit that's what's making me die i will like, never oh, forget God. that i will never forget that oh, as long and we're, what we're doing is if you if you can't see us we're signing this song called love in any language that we learned in high school shout out to blake oh, Lord. shout out to blake <laughs> <laughs> all right all right, D. Love. I can't even focus, man. I know, right? I know. We probably, I told you I ain't going to be serious on here, man. <laughs> I tried to be. you know, Because y'all ain't serious. We, okay, you're right. Um, love. Um, wow. We still talking about cuss words? Or we still? We, okay. I mean, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's whatever you want. It's whatever facts. you want it to be. Facts. Because, I mean, if we going to get into it, let's get into it. This is some, some more fabrication. You know, you, know, just, you, know you, 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 listen, man. A lot of these words that you're giving us, it, the answers are kind of like they're they're the same, but just multi layered. You got to define that yourself, man. You, there's no way the things that I love, I can automatically assume that Kyle is gonna love or Zell is gonna love. That's just not possible. You know what I'm saying? Now, some of the things we do kind of, you know, have a, a feeling about, but love, like. It's, that word that that word i think a lot of people nowadays and they won't admit it you know they scared to admit it but a lot of people don't even know what how, how somebody should love them <clears throat> you know what i mean they don't they don't even know how to love themselves so how do you expect somebody to know how to love you when you don't even know how to love yourself you have no clear definition of what love is but you expect somebody to give you unconditional love <laughs> And you don't know how to embrace it because you don't even know how to accept love yourself. You might think that you you can give all the gifts in the world, you can spend all the time, all this stuff you think you're doing right, but if the person don't know how to reciprocate it and don't know how to embrace it because they have no clear definition themselves of what that word is, you are gonna fail miserably at every turn. You have to define your self-love first. And a lot of people can't do that because they want the instant gratification of what they think love means they think love means taking selfies on instagram like if you don't post a picture of your mate on instagram you can't love your mate it's some of the dumbest shit i have heard <laughs> of all time that is not the definition of love love hurts love is honest love is real love uncovers all the shit that you try to keep compact to yourself because if you can't let that go if you can't open up and let somebody in there you're not gonna know what love really is you're just gonna keep playing this little game and thinking it's all you know we 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 went and got some dinner at saint lucci's you know the nigga love me no no that's not what it means you gotta are you open are you open to exposing yourself to what could be a painful experience by letting someone all the way in because if you're not you don't know what love is love is gonna hurt you Love is not always happy time. Love ain't always cute pictures and, and matching pajamas. That ain't what love is gonna be. Let's just call it what it that's not what love is gonna be, cuz matching pajamas. It, it, that's not what it's gonna be. Love sometimes you're gonna be on that damn couch. 
You're going to sleep on that couch sometimes. Love is you're going to get in your car and drive about three hours listening to some rage music calming your ass down because you don't want to say or do the wrong thing. Love is going to do that, but you got to embrace all aspects of it. And some people don't know how to do that. All they think love is is the good times, and it ain't. Mm. It really ain't. Mm. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. What? You want to answer your love, phone, man? Love is your phone answer. Your phone <laughs> ring at nine fifty five. Love is your phone love, ringing. Your phone ringing at nine fifty five. Yeah, these these are the check in hours right here. Yeah. Oh, love. Hey, hey, these are uh, WYD hours. Yeah, love is having your ring on. Yeah, now your ring off, B. <laughs> we professionals over here. <laughs> what are you doing? I got you, dog. I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. Tell it. Tell it's your turn. Um. <laughs> hey, hey, why? Why I feel like we we just got a little little D Love Hall uh, spoken word a little bit. Hey, let me know. tell you. Let me tell you. He, he didn't drop a couple bars hey, in there. Hey, like the whole time he was talking, you know, it was like resonating with me. Y'all remember the Lauren Hill skit with the teacher there to asking the kids about love? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Yo, Derek. Dad just hit us with all. <laughs> hit us with all them kids' answers, all of them. <laughs> okay, how many people in here have ever been in love? I know none of the guys gonna raise their hand, but how many of y'all ever been in love? Well, I know none of the guys been. In, we don't get in love, right? Oh, let this black man right here tell what his idea of love is. Now all the time we hear young black men talk about love. Uh, about your personal definition. Don't tell me what Webster thinks. Huh? Willing to do everything for that person. Okay, everything like what? Explain. Let him talk, come on. If I asked him to talk about a fancy car, he'd be right on point. But we want to talk about love. You can do it. What do you think? Who says you love somebody? You should know why you love them, right? thing about that Lauren Hill thing that 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 skit was um I guess he was in the classroom asking them wasn't mm-hmm. it, the question about love yeah I believe yeah. it was yeah and teach about kids about love so <laughs> they gave all of these answers and you know for their age it sounded pretty good right okay so I'm almost like 50 now mm-hmm. so if I'm having a conversation with somebody and you sound like the Lauren Hill skit what, what? How do I? <laughs> how do you? How do you process that? And you're like, like, have we not evolved on that concept? Because sometimes mm-hmm. it sounds so elementary at times when I hear the discussion about love, right? So, so my my I agree with everything Derek said pretty much. It's like 
you know, I think we've had all these conversations about the literal expression of these words versus the, the deeper meaning and how you actually, you know, engage in, in how you express these words to people, what the what that reality looks like. And um, I, I could just say for me that that it's a challenging concept because, you know, love languages, you know, they've had people have written books on how to express love and try to categorize love so people can understand that what you're getting is an expression. It just may not be what you prefer, but can you mm, respect right. someone else's <clears throat> expression? Can you uh, respect how this person loves, even though it's not the love that you prefer? And that takes a whole lot of maturity. I had a conversation. I'm going to tell you, my mom actually spoke to love languages one time. She was telling me about her marriage and she been married 60 something years or whatever it was. And, and she, um, she said that her and my dad used to always have these cat fights and pick on this. And I'm trying to project onto you what I think you should be and vice versa. You know, my daddy trying to tell her the type of wife you need to be. You need to make sure the beans is hot when I get home or whatever it is. Right. And my mom is trying to project onto him what his version of manhood should be. And mm. like, you should be doing this and, and provide and protect, you know, everybody come out with these, you know, these cliche things about what they say, you know, when everybody starts saying the same thing, I immediately right. start raising a red flag. You just regurgitating stuff now. So, but my mother explained to me that her marriage changed when she changed and she stopped viewing him through a version of her love. She had to mm. start recognize that's a bar. She 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 had to start recognizing the version of love he was giving and validating him for that. Because mm. when you begin to do that, then he began to to do more to make sure that he was doing his part in the marriage. But before that, okay. it was coming across like he wasn't good enough or everything he did wasn't quite right. Or you should have done it like this. And she said she had to do a check because there was so much cat fighting going that she had to take mm. a step back. And she said, let me make the change. And if I make the change in me, then then I, I'm sure that he can see me making that change and he's going to mirror that. And when my mama told me that at her age, you know, it just like turned on a light bulb. I'm like, you know, there's layers to this thing, but you have to have some emotional maturity to recognize you know the depths of it because you can have somebody that love you to death but won't won't express it the way you want it so you don't have no value for it turn mm. your back on it reject it abandon it to a point and so now when a person get abandonment energy guess what they're gonna give you back they're gonna give you back they ask the kids so now neither one of us understand love right right because we look at it through a lens of what or what we think we want well what do we think we want where do we get that from who program us to believe what that is i mean did it come from soap operas did it come from your girlfriend? Did it come from your homeboys telling you, yo, dog, I ran a train on old like what what's your version? Where did you get from and did you vet it for the truth? Or did you just accept it because you didn't challenge it? Right. Right. So it's 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 uh it's deep. So yeah, love ain't easy, man. If you go, you know, as we mature, I think we definitely gotta evolve that position. You know, what's the pinnacle of love? Like I talk about it all the time. I was like, Man, would you want somebody to love you like they have all these different definitions of love? And where do you rank like unconditional love? 
that that pin mm. me a look for you like <clears throat> agape and all these other things that yep, you read yep, like, yep. you know what are, what are we talking about here and um mm-hmm. so anyway you got to get on the same page because a lot of relationships i think suffer because of the misinterpretation of that word yeah a thousand percent a thousand percent i think uh <clears throat> it was for me it, it started young early um having my parents get divorced when I was 13 and not hearing the word love thrown around the house, even though mm. I knew, yeah, I knew they loved, I knew they loved me and me and Damon, but yeah. never getting that word thrown around. I mean, like we tell our kids all the time, every day, we love them. We love them. You know, the boys check in from college. Hey, before we get off, they love you, whatever the case is. Um, so it's known, but you know, what I found, especially as I've gotten older is that love is, is constant and it's constantly changing and it's constantly evolving you have to be aware of how you love yourself. Right. So right. if you, and, and your self love is going to change. So if your self love changes, why can't, why won't you expect the love that you've involved into someone or poured into someone to change? Um, I don't love me the same way I did 20 years ago. I mean, I feel very, y'all know me, I'm extremely confident, but my self love is a lot higher, you know, because I feel like I'm a lot higher. That's just me, you know, but you might have somebody else who 10, 20, 20 years ago didn't, you know, maybe they loved themselves at a, at a 10 and now it's at a seven, you know, so now you're competing with that. But love is, it, it's, it's, it's undefinable, really. Um, and it's funny because uh, <laughs> me and Brandon were having this comment. Brandon, for those of you listening, Brandon is uh, our 15 year old son, our youngest son. Um you know, he came to me, you know, he's talking about his little girlfriend. And I said, man, and he said something about love. And I was like, you love her? And he was like, yeah. I said, you told her that? And he was like, yeah. And I was, I just told him the same thing my dad told me, man, be very careful with that word, you know, because, and, and I, I, I try, I didn't want to just kind of just shit on his idea and say, hey, oh man, that's just puppy love. You ain't, you don't love that girl. You, you know, you'll have another new girlfriend next week, which you probably will. <laughs> <laughs> but you know but the reality is is that you know even in me being his father i don't want to define his love because i don't know what he feels uh, he just told me that he really really likes this girl but he's in the ninth grade the reality is there's probably going to be 20 other girls between now and the time he graduates from college um but yeah I, I just learned at an early age just like that wasn't a word to play around so it's very <laughs> It's very few people that can say Kyle told me that he stop, loved stop, me. Stop, stop, stop while you're here. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. Put your damn hand down. Put your damn hand down. I'm trying I'm trying to I'm trying to stop the shit. Listen, hey, hey, can I can I can I give a message? Can I send a message to your listeners before we get out this word? I got I want to add something to what Zell had said earlier. Go ahead, go ahead. Um listen, y'all ain't gonna want to hear this, but this is the truth. The love language thing is real, it is. ladies and gentlemen. It's a real thing. Now here's the deal. For those of you who are into the love language thing. If your mate does not know how to express themselves and give you that love language, you got to step. Mm. You can't force them to do it. You can't force them to change what they are because just like Zell said, some people have a different way of expressing that. They may not express it the way you want to or the way that you need it to be fed to your soul. 
if you are in a situation where your mate cannot give you that you need to step it's not going to change it's not going to get better i'm just being 100 with y'all if you're into that y'all got to step and that way you'll get to that other word happiness there you go there you go go. um zell i'll throw this word at you um and i i just to give you guys i only wrote down i think when i first started thinking about this podcast i only wrote down two words and i was like i you know over a period of time i was was like the rest of the words just kind of come to me um the word i want to use is transition and what I mean by that is just the transitions as we have gone through life, because I've known you since we were in seventh grade. So I've seen the transitions and I don't necessarily mean, you know, you know, you went from, you know, the kid with the goggles playing basketball to the, the architect with blueprints, you know, walk around with uh, T-squares in your pocket, you know, <laughs> so Tra- transitions what what do you think when you hear about the, when you, when you hear the word transition because we all growth. go through we're, we're constantly going through transition growth that's the word that comes to mind it's like um you know you go from one transition to the next to grow and evolve and you know not just age wise but you know experience um understanding maturity um those transitions, you know, from a kid when we was in seventh grade, just running around, just trying to shoot jumpers from the crack, <laughs> get phone tell, numbers, tell, tell jokes, you know, stay on the phone with chicks on three way, be like three way you know, calls. You call her, I call her, and we be on the phone, Kiki, and have the night. Um, to to going to games and walking around, getting the uh, well, you you was playing football, but maybe maybe not early on, like. We went to Wilson games a couple of times. I remember, and we yeah. were young, middle school, running around underneath the bleachers trying to get a hot dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we we um, we did some things to being in college, to to maturing, and everybody, you know, coming home with uh, full goatees and experiences, <laughs> and you know, to watching each other get married, to having babies, to to. Uh, Marriage is ending and all kinds of <laughs> um we, we've been through a lot of transitions and I think you know I don't think I would go back and change one of them at all. Like mm-hmm. I think they all have added to the story, they've added to my growth, they've all made me who I am today. And um now nah, I, I don't take anything back, man. I'm I'm enjoying, you know, I'm probably enjoying life more now. And life ain't that much greater. Like it's the funny part about it. Like if I was to really just start spitting out my situation, it probably sound like bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it's but it's probably but, but it's 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 mine to be bad, right? It's mine to tinker, it's mine to kind of you know, now I can I control the chess pieces on the board. So mm-hmm. you know, if I want to do this, make this move, make that move, it's all on me now, you know, and, and it and it and it feels hella good. Like I can take time and laugh. I don't have the expectation of someone else's disappointment over my head, you know. Even my kid mm. disappointed. I'm like, so get over it. Y'all all right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 you fine. So that's what I think about with transitions, man. It's um growth. It's uh creating these moments and um and, and living life, man. What about you, D? I mean, what can I add to that? My first thought was growth. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? We we we've seen each other go through everything. Everything, right? You know what I'm saying? Life, death, <laughs> marriage, divorce. We've seen each other go through everything. And the way that we handle things in our 20s and even in our 30s compared to now right. damn near right. being 50, we we've grown in a way that we we know how to just we manage things a little bit better because of the transitions we've been sure. through. You know, we know how to just some some pills are tough to swallow. Yeah. You know, some things that you want you want to talk about some things sometimes and and you think back to when you were uh a little younger and and you 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 just you you got it out but it wasn't like a it wasn't a you didn't know how to really word things you were just speaking out of anger out of rage and then throughout life you learn how to you know get those words together you learn how to get those thoughts together you learn how to who, who to talk to when to talk to them and and you learn that it's okay to actually express some things and talk about the disappointments that the things that you wish you would have done different or done better. Cause you know, we, there's just a time just speaking for myself. <clears throat> there's a time when I wouldn't speak to anybody about anything. Mm -hmm. I'd hold it all in, you know what I'm saying? It, I mean, all of it. And it took me a long time to be able to admit to a lot of bad decisions that I made on my own. You know, there weren't things that other people, you know, did, that led me to make some of the decisions I made. I made the decisions on my own because I just wasn't in the right space. Mm. And that took a long time for me to even accept that it was me. You know what I'm saying? It, was, it wasn't anybody else who, who had any kind of manipulation over me. It was me. And for me to transition to a point, I can actually admit that out loud and, and, and make some calls and say, you know what? I fucked up. I'm sorry. I hope you can forgive me. But if not, you know, we, I understand. Right. That is a transition for me personally to be able to make those calls and to, to say those words and mean it. You know what I'm saying? Anybody can say, I'm sorry. Anybody can say, you know, I didn't mean to do something. But if you don't mean it, if you don't have any meaning behind it, and you don't embrace what, what you actually did wrong, <clears throat> you can't grow from that. So for me, my personal transition was just being able to embrace the small things I did wrong and actually enjoy some of the things I actually did right that people just you know, didn't want to acknowledge or didn't want to give me credit for. I didn't need it, but I thought at one time I did need it. My transition over life let me know I don't need your justification in order for me to say I did something good. I don't need you to 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 justify my my you know being because I had to get out of my head of thinking I needed that from other people. I didn't. So that piece of growth for me and transition for me it was like such a a weight gone. You know, I waking up angry every day, just, <laughs> just word, angry. Baby. Whoa, it's angry every day. Well, I can speak you to you. You know what I'm saying? Waking up angry every day. I've smiled in the last five years more than I've smiled in my life. Mm. And y'all and y'all know this. I don't smile. I've smiled more in the last five years than I have in my entire life. And that took a lot for me to to understand that I had to talk to some people. I had to get some things out of my system. I had to grow out of some bad habits that I had developed. The walls and the barriers that I still work on from now and from time to time. I had to really let some of those things go. That was my personal transition to where I am now. So now, you know, I'm still working on a few things here and there. But I at least know now that I can work on them. I at least know now that it's okay for me to stumble as I work on those things, because I wanted to just stay to my, you know, stay in myself and just keep it all in. But now I can actually let some of these things out because I have to do it in order for me to grow. So that's been my personal transition.
Oh, no, no doubt. One thousand percent. I think both of you hit the nail on the head on a lot of a lot of topics. I mean, a lot of points. Um, transition for me, really, uh, is something that is, you know, like you said, it's growth. It's, it's about your evolution. Um, I, this was one of the original words that I came up with, because uh, as you guys know, I'll be turning 50 at the end of this calendar year. So, God, no. <laughs> no, man, I know, and it's crazy because yeah. it's like I don't feel fifty, and I don't look fifty. You know, minus these gray hairs right here. But what um, is 50, you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what fifty. Is. You know, and it's funny because, like, you know, I started thinking about maybe what I want to do for my birthday, and then I was like, uh, we in a pandemic. You know, I don't want people to get sick. I was thinking about having a party, and I was like, "We're still be coming down, man. We're gonna come down. You had a thirty, you had a forty, and you had a few. I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. If you have a fifty, if you have a fifty, you gotta have them greens. What greens? Oh, you, oh, you be doing that? Is that we doing? What what greens you talking about? I'm, I'm lost. You gonna make say it? You gonna say it in front of your people? No, 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 don't say it. Don't say it. Say it off. Here. <laughs> <laughs> say it off here. Anybody got some rooms? <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I, I just caught that. Um, but now, as, as you know, getting older, and it's like you you start thinking about transitions, and, and you start like Zell said earlier, like you start looking around and you start seeing people, you know, that you grew up with and people, and you know, our elders, obviously, you know, leaving this place. And it's like, you so you start also thinking about your own mortality. You know, you don't think about that kind of stuff when you're 25, you just, you know, it ain't nothing to get on the highway and drive a hundred miles an hour. Just, just cause you know, Tupac is on the radio, you know, but now I wouldn't do that shit. You couldn't pay me to do that shit, you know, cause I got too much to lose and I don't want to be, I mean, we all gonna leave here at some point, but I don't want to leave here just doing something stupid. But um, you know, just just growth and evolution, and that's what I think about transitions. Um, <clears throat> and we all go through them, but it's it's just it's funny because as you as you approach fifty, you know that you know fifty has happened, but you also looking at it like, well, damn, how did I get to fifty? Like, right. you know, like it don't because it don't feel like it because I I can remember nineteen eighty two, I remember nineteen eighty two like it was yesterday. And it literally feels like it was yesterday. And I remember 1991 and 1996 and all of these years. And, you know, I remember events and, and stuff, you know, like you said, that we've done together as, as friends. And it's like, it don't seem that long ago, but, you know, you're in a different space because of the transitions. Um, <laughs> next one I want to talk about. Two words. D, I'll start with you. Social media. <laughs> there, there was no way we could do this podcast without talking about social media. So you tell me what you think. Social media. Wow. And unnecessary necessity. Mm. Um, I know there are some people who live vicariously through that machine. Mm. And listen, let me, me, me be clear about something. Yes, I'm on social media. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. That's where I stop. But um. Reddit. You ain't get on Reddit. <laughs> okay, I'm on Tumblr. My bad. Um, so you we, <laughs> we, listen. I didn't know Tumblr was still around. Oh, oh, it's around. It's around. Anyway, um, I, I I get it. Let me let me start by saying I get it. I'm not gonna sit here and say it's a devil's you know playground or whatever. But over the 
you know, over over time, where it started as one thing, and it's grown into something that I, the the mind control it has over some people, it is incredible to me. It is really incredible the way that it controls some people. Like you can post anything you want. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Google is your friend. Okay? <laughs> you can post anything you want. And if it's something that you want to believe, mm-hmm. you will believe it without fact checking any part of it. Because I saw it on Facebook. Yep. It is it's, it's, it's just so it's mind numbing. Um, it's, it's dumbing down society. Um, it's making us lazy. Um delusional i could think of a trillion things it does wrong now it does have some good points you can communicate with some people you haven't seen in a while facebook wise you can get really from there's real information that's out there that people are really like researching and putting out there there are other musical venues you can look into avenues and, and get some good information there are some good things about it but the bad parts that the people who are brainwashed do not want to admit to themselves that they are brainwashed it has done the most horrific things to people's mindsets man and it's like i i really really don't understand other than other than if it's something you really want to believe you are just going to believe any post that you see <laughs> that looks like something you want to believe you don't have to fact check a damn thing and it's like i've seen people repost some stuff and i just go to myself you you do know this is a fabrication like you have to know that's false you have to know that's false. You have to know this. But some people want to believe it so bad. And because they saw it on Facebook or Instagram, they automatically believe it. One of the things I've, I've hated that I don't know if y'all have noticed this. I don't talk about politics anymore on social media. I stopped no, doing that. There's no need to. I, I stopped because these last couple of years, I've really seen that when you want to believe something, you're just going to believe it. <laughs> and it's like, it's. I, 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 I'm not going to talk about the person who was in office. Right. But if you, re- if I've seen people really try to tell me a great job he did and and some stuff, and, and I'm like, can you show me some facts? Mm-hmm. And they'll show me a post somebody put up. And I'll go, so did you look it up? Because this is false. But because someone that they like posted it, they automatically believe it. They swallow it. They regurgitate it. And it's so fucking stupid. I really wish I could tell people, get your dumb ass off the phone <laughs> and go read a book. By the way, I see the Dilla book in the back. I, I like I like, <laughs> I like how you plug the book. Pick up more books, people. I see, I, I see it. But yeah, that's that's all I got for social media, man. Just I, I, It's good in some aspects, but the ones that's bad, I really wish more of our people in general would just, you know, fact check some of this stuff and stop just regurgitating and stop playing them games on Facebook. That's how come y'all get compromised. <laughs> I've never played a game. That's how come y'all get compromised. All them games you right, play on Facebook and they you make right. a whole new joint and, and use your picture because you playing them damn games on Facebook. Stop it. Oh, man. That is hilarious. And that is so true, too. Oh, hey, because hey, my aunt sent me. I get like five friend requests my aunt every week. <laughs> and what's she playing? Candy Crush or she playing? Man, I don't even know. I just, I, I don't even, I just, I don't accept them. I don't accept them. I like, man, you got five profiles. How you get five profiles? Compromise. That's all I got, man. So what about you, Oh, man. Derek said a lot. I agree. Um, first thing coming to my brain is like, 
there's a generation. I think I heard this on somebody's podcast. So I'm probably plagiarizing. Probably Paul Kyle podcast. You probably heard it on. <laughs> there's a whole generation of people that don't know anything but social media. Mm. Right. And um, that's the. Can that's you imagine? Thing. That's like. Can the you way imagine that? That's our kids. Yeah. They, they didn't, that's all they, didn't they know. know. They didn't know a world prior to social media. Like I, our kids, exactly, Kyle. Uh, my daughter, uh, she's in her phone all the time. She's a big time programming buff. Like, you know, she's not on like Instagram and Facebook. I mean, she's on them, but she's not on it. Like her thing mm-hmm. is like watching Netflix and Disney Plus. And, you know, she consumes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of programming in that way. But, um, yeah, man, it's just the way of the world. And I think, you know, to be smart about it, you got to kind of use it as a tool for to your benefit and, and not get lost. You know, too much of anything will kill you. Too much water <laughs> will kill you. Too much, too much, um, not enough protein to kill you. Not, you know, too much vegetables might actually hurt you if you do too much of it. Um, I don't know, but too much anything, and that includes social about media. Too much Hennessy, too much Hennessy. Yeah, too much hen dog, baby. <laughs> too much hen dog screw you up. So, so yeah, I think you gotta, you know, personally, I think you know, with me, some days, you know, I'll, I'm busy enough to not. Y'all know, sometimes I go dark, and I don't even realize I'm dark after. <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm not active anywhere. I, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm what you call a classic lurker. So. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? All my Wilson alums, all the pretty girls. I lurk y'all pages, just letting y'all know that. <laughs> I do. I lurk. Them. I look at your boyfriend, your husband. I be like, he whack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stupid. I look at you. <laughs> I, hey, I really do. Hey, look. And then I go to homecoming and say, this one. I'm gonna go ahead and flirt with this one. I saw her pictures. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> so for all y'all that's gonna listen to Kyle podcast, who who know Kyle from high school, please know that social media and our group chat yes. is a source of a lot of jokes. A lot of jokes. So a lot of, and, gonna, and you know everybody can get it. Everybody can get it. Hey, look. Hey, some of some of our well-known friends getting it in our group chat. <laughs> Bad. Getting it. Bad. Getting it. Hey, look, oh, it's so man. bad. It's so bad. Yeah, <laughs> I hope I'm not divulging too much. Uh, you already you have. You already have. <laughs> hey, listen. So I did have I asked somebody asked me what um what the ocean symbols mean in my in my um response to people's posts. I said I can't tell you. I have to kill you if I tell you. Right. Um, <laughs> but um but yeah, man, the group chat and um you know, so just be careful what you post because you, you yeah. never know. Um all of that is for public consumption. It is. And um you know and you can will be the running I, joke. I've been trying to get Mr. 12 Kyle to actually take some of our subject matter from the from the group chat and make a podcast topic. I can't. I can't. I can't. And, and I have a few that I would share one day, but maybe not on this. Not on this episode do it, of 12 Kyle. I can't do it. I can't do it. it, it too much, too much exposure, man. Too much exposure. Um 
you know what's funny? I, what I'll say about social media, something I heard, uh, I think I heard it on, I want to say I heard it on Bamani Jones' podcast. He said, uh, Twitter, for instance, he said, for some, it's a place. For a lot of people, it's a place. He said, but for us, it's a thing. And I was like, you know, you could make the case like that for social media. It, it's a it's a thing, you know, because we were the last generation of people who grew up without the Internet. You know, and I have conversations with my sons all the time. Like, man, y'all don't understand. Like, you know, we went outside. You know, that's why I like to be outside. Why, Dad, why you on the grill? Because I want to be outside. Oh, Dad, it's, it's 100 degrees. I don't care. Like you said, there's, there's a certain level of peace and tranquility. Me sitting on that deck in 90 degree weather cooking hot dogs you know because guess what ain't nobody coming out there to bother me but you know what because i'm used to being outside grew up outside in, in florence south carolina but um yeah social media it, it it's it has its you know pros and cons uh like d said you can connect with people you it, it really was meant i think to, to disseminate information you know for the good but you know, you take a medium like Twitter and I was on Twitter in the early days, like when nobody was on Twitter. I mean, like I was we were on Twitter and we were the tweets were so infrequent that you would send a tweet and then like everybody who followed you would get a text message when you sent a tweet. So, I mean, I can't imagine doing that now because, you know, and back then you only had like maybe 10, 15 followers. So everybody it was it was like a group chat, really. But it was just on that public forum. And then, right, right. you know, I probably say around 2000, maybe 2009, 2010, somewhere around there. Um, definitely, no, I'm sorry, 2011. That's when everybody showed up. Everybody showed up and Twitter changed. And then, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all of that stuff. And again, I don't, because like you said, I'm on them. So I don't. I can't necessarily crap on them that like like that, but at the same time, my time spent on it is very minimal. Like you said, D, I don't talk about politics. I don't. I'm to the point where I don't even really talk that much about sports. On I used to, you know, I mean, I tweeted, you know, through I'll tweet through a game sometimes every now and then, but you know, I don't want to get into the Jordan Lebron debate. I don't want <laughs> I don't want any of that, you know, because it's like you can't argue. I mean, you can't win, you know, and. I think it's a uh, it's a good medium when you're using it the correct way. But I mean, so many people have used it, you know, the wrong way. But it, it's it's for me, it's like you said, I, I can go dark and not even know I'm dark because it's like I get on there in the morning, check it, maybe check it at lunch. And then I may say something I may not. And, you know, what's funny is like Zell tweets so infrequently that I get I get notification when he tweets and he tweets like maybe once every three months. So he sent a tweet. My phone was beeping the other day. I was like, man, why is my phone beeping? And I forgot that I had my notifications on. Like, I don't know why my note. He is like one of the few people who I get notifications from because he don't tweet. So he sent off like four tweets. I'm like, man, what is this dude doing? Is he working today? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a basketball tweet too. It was, yeah, it was, oh, it was all basketball tweets. It was all yeah, basketball yeah. tweets. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, but I can't do that for everybody else. Not, you know, because everybody, and we definitely couldn't do that for D, because D got like a gazillion tweets and about 50,000 Instagrams and all stuff like that. And, you know, it's, but it's, you're, you're disseminating information and it's not necessarily for, it's, it's all for public consumption, but at the same time, you know, it's done with a level of um, sincerity. 
And but I found that, like you said earlier, group chats are where it's at. Like any any conversations that I used to have on Twitter, they're also the group chat. And guess what? When you're in your group chat and you with your friends, you can say whatever. You know, I don't you don't have to worry about saying something that's gonna offend somebody or anything like or get you fired or get you beat up. That ain't gonna happen, you know. But people get mad and get on Twitter and they want to talk about, you know, they want to say their little racist things. So you can say whatever racist thing you want in your little group chat because ain't nobody gonna know but your friends. Right. So I mean it, it's it, it has its place, but I I've I've come to find out over a period of time that um, you know, it's it's more of a like like he said like Bomani said it's a thing for me it's not a place it's not some place where i have to be it's not some place where i gotta <laughs> hang out you know and then you know also we got life you know what i'm saying so as long as life is going on you know social media it can be here or, or there it, it, it don't really matter that's one way or the other um last words before we get out of here something we we love uh derek hip-hop hip-hop talk to me about hip hop what do i think about when i hear the word hip hop whatever comes to mind i'm old <laughs> because what these people call hip hop today is not you mean the thundercats consi- yes i thank you for saying it <laughs> um i don't consider it to be hip hop but again um that's a that's a thing i had to get out the porch a little bit mm. um what I define as hip hop may not be the same definition for the Thundercats. Mm. Um, I don't. I don't listen to a lot of new artists. <clears throat> I just don't. I, I just saw something. I, I, I know I'm old, but I just saw something about uh, the mayor of New York was trying to get social media to <laughs> ban dr- drill music. I'm like, what? The yeah, fuck I is saw drill? that. I'm like, what is that? I don't even know what that is. So that lets you know how you don't old I know. am. Like, you I, don't want to. I, I don't. I'm, I'm sure I don't. So when I when I think the word hip hop, I think about I'm I'm sorry Zeke, the '90s. You know I, I I'm with Kyle a little bit on that. I see you, but you know I got my new cast a little bit, but the '90s was the pinnacle for me. My sure. my 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 definition was the '90s. And I sometimes I go back and listen, I'll be like, man, we were spoiled because there were a lot of great not not the the main artists, but there were a lot of artists that was just making great hip hop music back then. And I'd be like, damn, we were spoiled. I thought this was gonna really continue forever. And there's a new definition now, you know. It's it's I don't even know what some of these dudes be, <laughs> you know. I, I've tried, man. It, it, I, unlike 12, I've at least tried to give it a shot. I've at least tried <laughs> to tried? To, no, you haven't. I've at least tried to give it a shot. And it's like I can't do it, man. Some of it I can, but a lot of it I cannot do it. And I work with some young cats in the warehouse. We play music every morning while we load our trucks. And we kind of rotate who's playing the music. So I have to hear it sometimes. Sometimes it's this young dude, he plays it all. And, you know, some of it, I'll be like, okay, okay. And then some of it, I'll be like, no. I gotta, <laughs> how long How long is this track, my dude? Like, really? Right. So, you know, it's, I, I, it's, it's hip-hop, man. I'm always love it. I'm always um, be a fan. Um, <clears throat> I, I really want to embrace some of the newer stuff I'm, I'm trying some of it i can get into but some of it i just i i i can't you know i, I really <laughs> i just can't man it's just and i hate to do that because i feel like dwight i feel like my father 
when I say that, but some of it to me, I don't even know how you can define it as music sometimes. Right. Because some of these artists, you know, I, I was talking to somebody at work. I'm going to try to wrap this up. I was talking to somebody at work and they was asking me about, you know, hip hop back in the day compared to now. And I said, well, you know, a lot of artists back in the day were hungrier back in the day because you had to actually have a, a certain skill. And we, we, the fans, we demanded more from the artists back in the day. You had to make an album back in the day. You had to make a bomb ass album back in the day for us to respect you. These new artists, all they need now is to make one track a year that streams <laughs> well and they're considered great. Right. I'm like, no disrespect to y'all, Queen Cardi, but when she gonna make a record? When she gonna make an album? They artists don't have to make albums anymore. They make mm-hmm. one track a year that streams and they get paid. Once they get paid, they've made it. They don't, they, they don't. And because we as fans don't demand more from them now, we don't demand anything from our artists now, they can be lazy and put out the stuff they're putting out. But what we were engulfed in it back in our time, that, oh, that sounded old. Back in, the day, <laughs> back in my day. But we, we, we demanded more from the artists. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, we, we demanded more. You know what I'm saying? You had to speak to us. You had to speak to the, you had the, the growth. You had to speak to the growth of the culture. And mm-hmm. artists today don't necessarily speak to the growth of the culture anymore. They just trying to get paid, and it's obvious they're just trying to get paid. And then you got some of these radio personalities who push it and push it because of payola. We all know how that works now. You know mm-hmm. the, the the curtains have been pulled back. We know how payola works. They're pushing certain artists out there that don't necessarily, you know, they didn't really generate any kind of real buzz. But because payola says push that artist, they get pushed. And then if you say anything negative about one of these hot artists, oh, you're the <laughs> hater. You're the hater of haters. And it's like, well, can we have a discussion? And can I tell you why? No, you just hating. Like, all right. So that's why, you know, hip hop now, of hip hop for me, the pinnacle was the 90s, early 2000s. After that, it gets kind of murky because the artist, man, it, yeah, it was about a rebel. You know, you it was about being rebellious and all that stuff. But there was also a message as well. There was like diversity in the music. Mm-hmm. Where's the diversity? There's no more diversity anymore. So, you know, I, 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 hip hop for me is just, it's what it was. It ain't what it is. There it is. There it is. What about you, Zell? Hip hop. Um, hip hop to me is like social media to my kids. Mm. Right. It was, we were born into it, literally. I mean, I mean, you know, Run DMC was my first album. Um, that I brought actual album that I played in my crib and I believe my brother brought it or he helped me get it we went to Ray's novel shop <laughs> Ray's shout out to Ray's Ray's, Ray's. <laughs> hey, Ray's still there too Ray's. <laughs> and um um that was my first purchase hip-hop album Raising Hell um and then you know I, you know I was getting familiar with it as a kid and then today so it's basically the soundtrack of my existence pretty much um mm. so yeah i do have um you know like the newer acts i'm really not into like the b-sides but i do listen to the the the, the greats of the era so if they got a hot single i'm i'm not as like anti-commercial as my cohorts uh i used to be i used to be but I, i'm not anymore like i'm a playlist guy now so 
Yeah, you got dope playlist. playlist. Yeah, playlist to me, you just take the hottest songs and put them in a the playlist. So, you know, there's some things that I like just because I like the beat. It ain't, it ain't no more no more complicated than that. Like, hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like I be like, <laughs> and, and so I'm a sucker for a dope beat. I ain't gonna hold you. You know what I'm saying? So like, if it, if the beat dope, then I'm a I'm a I'm a just go ahead and give it. You know, I think I heard um. One of my favorite like hip hop personalities is um um what's my man name uh Herb Gotti okay Herb Gotti, <laughs> Herb Gotti is like one of my favorite hip hop personalities like he's up there with the like the ditties and like you know just like <laughs> just like classic personalities and so he was talking about. Um, I think I I might have fought this clip on on um, Twitter one day because it was, it was I, I I remember him saying this, but he talked about how when him and Ja was Fifty was beefing, mm-hmm. and how he said um, Fifty dropped in the club with Dre. He said as soon as he heard like Dre production, he was like, all right, let's see let's see what Dre do with Fifty. You know, he East Coast artist. You know, he ain't really had that much success with Nas and all that when they got it. Let's see what happens. And then he said, uh, Irv, Irv said he heard the Dre beat. Boom, boom, cut. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. And then he said, he said, okay. He said, relax, relax, everyone, relax. Let's see if he if he rolled the beat. He probably didn't. He probably didn't connect the dots with the beat. He probably didn't mm. do it. He said. You can find me in the club. He said, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. He said, Ja, he said, everybody, buckle up. We're about yeah. to be in the war. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the fact that he said the beat did it for him, like when he said you heard the Dre drums coming in, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And he heard, the, he heard that show hit. He was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble. You know, you know, know when they listen to music, they listen to it with studio speakers, like you know, they don't listen Mm -hmm. to it, right? So, you know, you can imagine him in the studio and the speaker just busting, he's just like, Oh my god, (laughs) yeah, he can't can't do nothing with that. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of a sucker when it comes to like good sounding music, and so some of the melody driven stuff today, some of the production, some of the beats, you know, some of the drill stuff, you know, I mean, it'd be. It'd be kind of hitting a little bit. Now, lyrically, I'm not a big fan. It's hard to be like a fan of the lyrics. But every now and again, you'll get a cat that say something and you might can't understand it with the melody and the singing and stuff. And then you go back and you'd be like, oh, I, he caught one. You know what I'm saying? Like he right. caught a bar, <laughs> right, 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 right. a bar or something in there. You'd be like, oh, like I heard what you said. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that, and that's so, how yeah. I be at work sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, and you know, if you got, you know, you gotta, you gotta be a little open because it's not gonna sound like Nas. Like Nas put out three back to back to back, almost Great album. 90s, mm-hmm. 90s feeling types of records. Even though he had like contemporary sound and music, I mean, it was really, you know, traditional Nas. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it sounded great to me, but you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I don't know about everybody else, but it sounded oh, great. It's great. Me. Yeah. So yeah, man, hip hop is, it is what it is. Man, soundtrack our lives, and I, I don't think you know 
if you go on my Spotify, look at my playlist, you, I'm all over the place. So <laughs> all was, over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I went in the gym and put on his uh because I, I didn't have nothing to listen to. I was in the gym. And I was like, let me go to his, his playlist. And man, he I was like, let me just put this on. I, and the, the title said mumble rap. And anybody knows anybody knows me. No, I ain't listen to no damn mumble rap. But it was a joint that came on, I want to say from Kodak Black, maybe. Hey, man. And it was it oh. was tight. I was like, you know. Cause I'm working out, so I'm not paying attention to the lyrics, but the beat had me amped, and I and then it kind of connect, it kind of clicked. I was like, okay, I understand why. And I always say this about music: I understand why people listen to it. I understand why some of it's very as is as popular as it is. I understand why people listen to Drake. I understand why people listen to Cole. You know, I listen to Cole. Um, I don't listen to Drake, but I can also understand why somebody would listen to Kodak Black or Gunna or um. The Lils, little baby, little fart, little squee squee, all of them boys. You know, <laughs> it's not something that I'm gonna listen to. But that particular day, I ain't had nothing to listen to. I listened to Zell's mumble rap playlist, which was right beside the gospel playlist, which kind of threw me. I don't know how you got a, a gospel playlist. And Never mumble- would have made it. <laughs> this dude had. I mean, and, and I'm talking about his playlists are like seven, eight, 12 hours. Like they're long playlists. So it's not like it's just four or five songs. But, um, but yeah, man, I agree with you. I think hip hop is, it's, it's been, it's been the soundtrack for us has been obviously anybody who just listened to this podcast knows how much I love hip hop. Um, you know, and it's something who the best, that who the best right now, K Dot, in the game. The best in the game? You mean of the Lils current, and the, the current, current rappers? No I don't days, even know if I can answer that. Nice. I don't huh? even, yeah, because you know I'm a default to the to the old heads. Um, I don't even know if I can. Uh, I guess. I mean, you got the big three, man. Come on, we can at least. I mean, I, I could always say Cole, Kendrick, and Drake. Yeah, I said who the best. That's what I asked. I mean, I like Kendrick. Ooh. Kendrick's my dude. You I'm gonna go Kendrick. Him? I'm gonna go Kendrick over everybody. Mm. Um, but Cole is hard, man. Cole is, okay. and Cameron's Cameron's a huge Cole fan. I bought him. Uh, I mean, I, I can't. Fan. I mean, only reason I gotta give. Cold an edge right now because he putting out yeah his content right is now. crazy and that's what I was thinking I was thinking yeah. like, like Kendrick's my dude but where he being well you, well you know what Kendrick I think operates under that eighties mindset of I'm gonna give y'all an album and then I'm a tour and then I'm gonna wait and it's I not I he, get it yeah but I'm, I'm just saying you I'm waiting, waiting. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just speaking in the time that you've been waiting right Cole right right Cole has been hitting yeah I mean yeah. And listen. Cole been featuring on everybody features, man. He been right, right. That vibrant yeah. thing joint with Wale, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. The yeah. joint with um the joint he just got that came out with um Benny. Uh, Was oh, that he, Benny? He drove. Yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I, I full disclosure, these two get on me because I'm. They say I'm stuck in the '90s, which I am. But you know, you, I, turn I, I back on, you turn your back on Hove. That was my real. I ain't life. turn my back on Hove, man. Hove yes, just Hove whack, man. <laughs> I ain't turn my that, back on it. That and you that know right what? There, there is a Hove Hold it. There's a Hove podcast coming, and the podcast is called "When Jay Z Was Dope." Oh my it's God! You can't it's coming. Hove, it's, com- it's, com- it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. The Hove. You can't do it. Didn't we just speak about loyalty? <laughs> Hey man, didn't we just speak about loyalty? He he, hey, 
He lost my leg, man. He ain't been the same, man. He ain't been the same hey, since he grew his hair. Oh, Quietly, he ain't been the same since he's been married, but I, but that's another story for another. Oh day. my god, yeah, you can't have dreadlocks and talk about that man like that. <laughs> is that what that is on his head? Dreadlocks, man, come on, man. It should look you terrible. Stop, come man. on, man. But you gotta um, retire, you gotta retire all you all your Yankees if you do this. You gotta retire all your blue nah, buttons nah. that you ain't wore. Yep. <laughs> yep. You gotta retire all, all of them. I still got my button ups. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> And you got to retire the name K Dot. We can no longer call you K Dot. Hey man, <laughs> so you have to hold up. Yeah, I was telling him. Uh, I was telling somebody that it was like, man, why they call you K Dot? I was like, because we had a uh, we went to a club one night, and it was a dress code. And I and I'm you know kind of notorious for breaking the dress code. And I showed up with some S dots on my feet. <laughs> and, they wouldn't, complete. and they wouldn't let me get in the club. Like, did, did I get it? Did we get in the club that night, or did they turn us away? Uh, I don't even remember. Man. I think we got in, but they they charged me like forty to get in because I, <laughs> I was like, man, y'all got charged twenty, I got charged forty. I was like, and they, I mean, like, they, but they were black sneakers. But they was like, no, man, you can't. And you was like, man, how you come in? You ain't bring no hard bottoms. They look, and you brought S dots. I don't think about it. <laughs> just, just, I want you to hear how you speaking about your man. I, me and D ain't never brought no S dots, B. Hey man, I got him. I got him. I got a. I got a hookup on him that time. S dots so. on my feet. We don't care. <laughs> my life is complete. What more can I say, Guru? You know what? Let, me, let, let, let me wrap. Let me wrap this podcast up, man. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey. I want to thank everybody for checking it out. Checking us out. Thank you for checking out the YouTube channel. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash, spell it out, T-W-E-L-V-E-K-Y-L-E. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. The podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. Uh, from time to time this year, we'll be dropping bonus episodes on Sundays at midnight. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Again, the title of this podcast is just words. We came up with some words. And we just talked about the words. I had my man D Love Hall and my boy Zell in the building. Hey, that's going to do it for us. We'll catch you guys next time. 5,000. Peace.